what's crackalacking you lovely looks welcome to another episode of my podcast mind your hands Uluwa's essence my name is bc oyenoga and for those who are relatively new to my podcast the word Uluwa means god in my yoruba language which is out of nigeria so think god's essence you know flowing through your hands or god's essence whilst minding your hands amen and today i want to talk about the necessity of not curating your past so don't curate your past and as usual pull up your chairs strap your laughing belts on and please don't forget your helmet of wisdom amen hallelujah hallelujah all right so don't curate your past we are a people who love holding on to our past let me speak for myself me myself and i i love using myself as an example so that it doesn't appear like i have this huge plank right lodged in both eyes blinding me right to the moon and back yet i can see the speck in my fellow brothers and sisters eyes no So I'm going to use myself as an example because I know that I love to dwell on the past. I love to recall glory days. I love to recall good days. I love to recall those days of, oh my gosh, you know, back in the days. And there's nothing wrong. Don't, you know, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with recalling. You know, even the Bible tells us, recall these things to mind. You know, severally in the book of Psalms, even in Lamentations, you know, you see all these prophets of old, you know, uh, men of renown, right? Who always, always recalled the goodness of God to mind. So there's, there's nothing wrong with, you know, um, recalling stuff to mind. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. However, comma, <laughs> what God doesn't want us to do or what's not, you know, beneficial, or progressive for our lives, right? Is for us to now build um, a, a complete house in our past, lay foundation in our past, uh, curate, you know, memories for our past. No, we, that's why we have pictures that, you know, we take pictures to kind of commemorate, um, certain important occasions. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But again, like I said, what we tend to do is hold on to the past. And it really, what it, what that does is it keeps us stuck. You know, so let me use myself, for example. I love dwelling. I love recalling things to mind. And it was just recently that I started realizing that, wow, I was making the past my abode. You know, I was like literally living in the past and I didn't even realize it. You know, I was relishing the days of old, the good old days. You know what I mean? When things were seemingly going great. You know, where I was just making progress every single ton of my life. And, you know, usually we tend to compare our lives when we're in a season where it just seems like things are not going our way. You know, it just seems like we're stagnant and whatnot. But patience is needed for seasons, present seasons, right? No, past seasons, present seasons, not even future seasons because tomorrow is not promised to any one of us. That's why the Bible says we shouldn't make any um, rubbish plans. It, instead, we should say, oh, I'm going to go to the city. I'm going to go do this business by the grace of God. God willing, depending on the Bible version you're reading, you know, it's in the book of James. 
don't make any plans without, you know, just relying on the power of God to see you through. So today we've been giving today, we should intentionally curate today. At the BC, I'm speaking to myself now, speak life to your essence, intentionally curate the day for you. Now, what you can bring from your past is, um, or are maybe things that you did wrong and you can do better for today and, you know, going forward, things that you did right and you can even do better, right? Or much, much greater than what you achieved in the past. That is things that we can definitely log from our past into our present and possibly into the future. So it's important that we again do not, right? Do not lay foundation for our past. We should not. Don't curate your past. It it really does not do any good. There's nothing wrong with, you know, thinking about the past. There's nothing wrong about um Recalling good things to mind, recalling the good old days to mind, sharing, you know, encouraging someone um, if need be, right? Like, oh yeah, I remember going through a similar situation. Maybe they shared something with you. Then you can recall past incidents, right? Past instances where you went through something similar than that this particular person is sharing with you. And you can use um, how God made a way of escape for you in the past as a source of encouragement for this person, right? So, um, and I wanted to use um, Tony Braxton's song, another sad love song, right? That actually used to be one of my favorite songs. And I remember when that song came out, I don't know if it's when it fully came out, but I remember I was in England when it came out and I used to just jam to this song um, in my cousin's living room. It was just like, the song Tony Braxton was the artist back then. That's when you had like BTS and MTVs and stuff, and we just used to like rock to those videos. But anyway, so I'm recalling the past in a good way, and I'm actually I brought it into the future with me to make a point. You know, when I was getting ready for this um, episode, I was actually inspired. Like it is 3:25 a.m. my time, y'all. 3:25, and I was inspired to do this recording based on something I was watching. I just heard, "Don't curate your past." You know the necessity to not curate the past. What you need, what you need curation for, is your present and again your future by the grace of God. Right. So I'm going to conjugate that. What we need curation for is our present and our future by the grace of God. I'm going to piggyback to Toni Braxton's um, Another Sad Love Song, right? So she sang the song, I am not the best singer, y'all. Listen, I'm going to deviate from this, you know, try to sing this song for a minute. I just want to share this like quirky incident that happened many, many moons back. I decided I was going to try out in the choir. I actually didn't decide. The choir master... Oh, mistress, she's a good friend. And uh, for a long time, she just, you know, like just believed in my ability to sing. And I would always tell her, I can't sing. I can't sing. We did a lot of ministry together back in the days. So she, and I deliberately used the word days, but anyways, she believed in my talent. 
And I remember another good friend of mine, when I, as I was sharing with this good friend, like, hey, you know what? Such and such believes that um, I'm a soprano, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be in the choir for um, the holiday seasons. My church back then, you know, they had special choir sessions or seasons, if I may. Yeah. So we usually sing like around Easter season, um, Christmas season. Um, I'm not sure. I think they did choir like three to four times a year. So. Choir was something that was special, that was like for important occasions. We had regular worship and praise, you know, sessions every Sunday. But anyways, piggyback to my friend that, you know, I'm, I shared with about like this gig, right? In the choir. And she's like, so lovingly. And I remember I was in the car with her. We were driving. <laughs> and my friend said, BC. <laughs> You have many gifts. Singing is not, definitely not one of them. Now, mind you, this really good friend, I mean, she is someone that I really adore. She has a beautiful voice and she absolutely refuses to sing in the choir. Like when she belts out a tune, you will think an angel is singing. So she tells me like, hey, listen, you are gifted in so many things. You're anointed for so many things. You're equipped for so many things. But singing is definitely not one of them. And I was like, man, I was kind of shocked and, you know, hurt a little bit, low-key. And I was like, well, the Lord said to make a joyful noise unto him. So anyways, fast forward to the D-Day, right? I went to practice. I did all of that because I didn't want to let my friend down. She saw clearly what I didn't see myself. So, you know, hey, we call for those things that be, you know, as though they exist, right? So she called forth my singing abilities, my singing gifts. D-Day to sing. I was distracted to the point where I distracted the choir mistress, you know. So I... <laughs> First and foremost, I was lip syncing, <laughs> Lord Jesus. Then secondly, I was greeting virtually every single friend that was coming into the sanctuary because I was super excited, like, oh, I'm in a choir. And then I just, you know, I'm, I'm a very outgoing person, which is funny. I can be introvert slash extrovert, which is really, really weird. But outgoing in the sense that literally almost everyone in the church knows me. So I can be rude, right? Whether I'm in the choir or not, I have to acknowledge people coming in. So I'm like breaking out of like a routine to wave at people to like look be beyond the shoulder of the choir mistress who's facing us and directing us and like orchestrating like everything. <laughs> and to the point where she like got distracted and looked over her shoulders like, what is this woman doing? Who is she waving at? But anyways, so, <laughs> and that was that. That was my first and last gig singing in the choir. Like my good friend told me, BC, you have many gifts. Singing is not one of them. Why did I bring that up? Is it relevant to today's um, topic episode? Not really, but I just thought to share something funny. So, okay, back to Tony Braxton. So, you know, she sang this song, like, another sad love song. And basically, the lyrics just goes on about, like, you know, um, thinking or reminiscing about the love she had with this person who um, now left or they broke up or whatever the, you know, situation was. And um, 
basically there was no way she could go that she didn't hear their song there was you know she would do certain things that reminded her of like you know the times they had together so i'm gonna try to sing this and i'm gonna let you guys be the judge you know so i'm gonna pick up from the second stanza i think that's what it's called <laughs> there we go since you've been gone i keep thinking about you baby gets me all choked up this heart of mine keeps dreaming of you and it's crazy you think i had enough okay i think i'm gonna stop right there because i completely forgot but i can remember the song in my head i just don't want to be off key probably sound awful but anyways so keyword oh several keywords since you've been gone right thinking about you Get her all choked up, you know, dreaming of this person. So, and it goes on and on and on. So that's all in the past. Again, there's nothing wrong with recalling things from our past. But what is what, what's really imperative for us to not do is curate the past. If y'all remember the story of Lot and his wife fleeing Sodom and Gomorrah after the angels allowed them to escape, and gave them, you know, uh, this one directive, whatever you do, make sure you don't look back. And the wife, that's why the fact that the Bible said, you know, righteous lot was grieved every single day by the atrocities, the level of atrocities, sins committed, right? In Sodom and Gomorrah, she forgot about that. I'm sure she was grieved too, but the Bible clearly states that he was grieved day and night. And I guess living, you know, for, uh, a place of familiarity does tend to pull, a, you know, tug at one's heartstrings. So I can relate. But then if I have a directive from the Most High or from his holy messenger, don't touch this, don't go left, don't go right, don't look back. I will make sure, as nosy as I am, I will make sure I stick to it. I would, I don't, man, I've made so many mistakes in the past that right now when God tells me no, I'm not going to tentatively say yes because I want to see what's going to happen or I'm going to say, oh, there's grace. No. So if he tells me don't go left, don't go right, don't move back, don't jump three times, I'm not going to do it. You know, I'm at a point in my life right now, actually, that if God tells me jump BC, I ask him how high, Lord. Amen. So, you know, Lot's wife could not let go of the fami familiar, right? And she looked back and turned into a slab of salt, pillar of salt, depending on the version, you know, Bible version you're reading. And that till today, I've never personally been to that location, but people say that you can still see like Chad remains of Sodom and Gomorrah and I'm not sure if they say there's like this still like a remnant of where she turned into a pillar of salt but it just again points to the what we reap from disobedience you know what we reap from disobeying certain directives from the Lord which brings me back to not curating your past your past is your past there's nothing you can do about your past what happened yesterday is already in yesterday i cannot bring it into today so it makes no point no sense right for me to dwell on what happened or what didn't happen yesterday it's just gonna suck my energy 
for today. Matthew 6 tells us not to worry about anything. He said, today has enough troubles, worries of its own. You know, today has enough problems. It's sufficient. It has sufficient problems of its own that you just need to be present for your today as well as for your future by his grace, right? So Psalm 43 verse 18 and 19 but this is what God says check this out he says but forget all that now God is talking about the past it is nothing compared to what I am going to do for I'm about to do something new see I have already begun do you not see it I'll make a pathway through the wilderness and I will create rivers in the dry wasteland amen so God says, another version says that, forget the former things. Forget the former things. I'm doing a new thing. God is a God of newness. He's always into doing new things. And if we partner with him, if we allow him to, you know, um, intricately curate our life um, and our destinies, he will get us to that glorious future that he and him alone has prepared for us, right? If we just submit our lives, our desires onto his hands and trust him like a baby, trust him like a baby, trust him stupidly and foolishly, he will get us to our destination. Only him can do it. Only him. Only he. Only him, 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 he. Amen. Um, and Revelation 21.5 also says that he's doing a new thing. He says that, behold, I make all things new. You know, behold, I will read it. Revelation 21 verse 5. And the one sitting on the throne said, look, I am making everything new. And then he said to me, write this down for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. So we know that God cannot lie, right? And because we're children of God, Every day is a new day. Lamentation tells us that his mercies are new every morning. We don't have to worry about recycling his mercies. Just like he told the Israelites, don't gather more than enough manna for the day. You know, just gather what you need for the day. That what sufficiency comes up again. Gather what is sufficient, what is needful, what is necessary for the day. You know, we're people who love accumulating, just, just, just hoarding stuff. And I'm guilty of this too, y'all. I love fragrances. Ooh, one of my, okay, one of my weaknesses, I love fragrances. And there's a scripture in Proverbs, actually, that talks about how, you know, if you love wine and oil, another um, version says that if you love, um, I forgot how it states it, but I believe it says that if you love fragrances and fragrance oil, you will be poor. And I always go back to God like, well, you want me to smell good. You said I'm the aroma of Christ. You know, just everywhere I go, I'm spreading the aroma of Christ. So that's why I always have an excuse for why I indulge in fragrances. I don't know how many bottles I have real. That is something that I'm really passionate about. I love smelling good. So, <laughs> and um, is that relevant for what I'm talking about? I'm just saying that it's something that I've collected from my past that is in the present with me. And I don't really remember why I brought up fragrances. But if I do remember another episode, future episode, I, <laughs> I publish, I'll make sure to bring it back up. So anyways, that's what I wanted to jump up on this, you know, uh, podcast to talk to you folks about. Like I said, it's midnight, y'all. It's past 
three in the morning, my time. And I got this inspiration to talk about, you know, the necessity to not curate your past, you know, just we, and we can talk about this all day, every day, but being present is so pivotal, pivotal for our spiritual growth, our mental growth, our relational growth, our financial growth, you know, our marital growth. It is, it is so, so pivotal. We cannot, because if you're not present for your future, if you're constantly living in the past, and if you're constantly living in the future, see, that's like worrying, really, and worrying is akin to paying debt, no, paying interest on a debt you don't owe. You know, I'll repeat that. So, not being present right now is synonymous to worrying. Because if you're fretting over something that happened in the past, or you're fretting about what's going to happen in the future, basically you're worrying, right? And that connotes lack of trust. So worrying in my own, you know, dictionary, in my own vocab, right, connotes paying interest on a debt you don't owe. So stop paying, stop paying unnecessary interest on what you don't owe. Curate your present and your present that you curate will automatically curate your future for you beautifully by the power of God, by his grace. Because again, we can't make any plans without bringing God into it because tomorrow is not promised to anybody. But by his grace, right, we can do all things. So curate your future, be present. Well, curate your future by being present for yourself, by being present for your present, for your now. Amen. Curate your present for your future and then curate your future in your very present so they go hand in hand curating your past that makes no sense because again nothing that was done in the past can be brought into the future even people who say they time travel something always goes wrong because we can't go back and change the hands of time amen so on that note i am going to Call it a day, call it a night, call it a morning. This has been fun for me. I hope this speaks to somebody. I hope this, you know, set somebody free from, you know, unnecessary fretting. And um, I may possibly talk more about this in the future. I don't know, but I will go as the spirit leads. So on that note, I am going to leave you with stay present, (laughs) right? Stay present present stay encouraged stay clean stay hydrated stay focused stay grounded stay in your lane but above all stay richly 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 blessed and i love you with the love of god until next time blessings